Hey, everybody, welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. I'm going to start out this podcast by reading you a quote by Thoth. And Thoth was the scribe of ancient Egypt. And he's the grandfather of Isis and really the, you know, grandfather of humanity. He says this, there is only one pattern in the operation of the sun. By fire, you will be set free. By water, you will reclaim your power. By air, you will discover your inner worth. By earth, you will realize its potential. In its dissolution, you will see the pattern encompassing you and know what to do. For this pattern originated in the birth of the universe and is sealed in time and space everywhere. Only then will you be allowed to contribute to the universe. Only then will the child of your imagination be allowed to grow. Well, actually, Dennis Hawk wrote that, but he was really traditionally channeling Thoth and, and, and speaking for the ancient Egyptians and the process of awakening. And in my third book, Alchemy of Becoming, I documented the process of awakening via the seven steps of transformation of ancient alchemy. And in my book, Fertile, I really go into the elements and how these elements exter- internally um, express themselves and then externally are created. And this podcast today, this woman wrote me and I immediately was like, I think I need to talk with her. And I didn't know why. And we had a conversation and she's really going through the heart opening process and she hasn't read Alchemy of Becoming yet, but we talk through it and we talk, you know, through calcination and we get to dissolution and how these elements really affect your life and awakening process. So you're seeing humanity at the level of calcination right now. And it's it's the beginning burn. It's the, the beginning of just the children are barely understanding that there's something deeper, right? And and you have to walk through the fire in order to really see who you to really let go of these generational patterns. And that's what mystical motherhood's all about, is letting go of the generational patterns so they're not passed on. Or or we can change this world and we can let go of the conditioning of the levels of the conditioning that we all hold. So I just want to go over briefly the the stages of awakening calcination. It's when you let go of the your attachments, any outside external attachments to that you know are delusional possessions, marriage, things like that, and that's the element fire, and it begins to to break down your belief systems about what's important in this world. And then there's dissolution, which we talk about in this podcast. And dissolution is the next phase. And after you go through the huge change and you begin to change your world and everything goes, you know, kind of the way you didn't plan it to go, you'll go through a phase called dissolution, which is the water element. And it reveals the unconscious and emotional parts of yourself that need to be released. And the element water comes in and dissolves the heavy feelings and negative thoughts. So you basically go deep into your unconscious to bring the conscious to awareness. The next phase is the separation phase. And this is where you really look at your personality and you decide the parts of yourself you want to keep and the parts of yourself that you don't want to keep. And then obviously it continues, but in this really deep phase of awakening, it is a huge, huge step. So because you have to identify what needs further integration, what in your life needs to stay, what in your life needs to leave. And that's when you really divide the heart and the mind. Now, there's many other phases, conjunction, fermentation, putrefaction, distillation, and coagulation. These are 
these massive phases. Now, most humans never get past um, separation. They never get past the, the, you know, they maybe go through a fire. They maybe go through parts of sadness and then they separate like, you know, what they want and what they don't want in their life, but they don't go any further on the awakening process. And so what I'm encouraging you all to do is to always take it a step further. And that's what this podcast is about. So we this guest and I today, we went really deep into her awakening process and it was, it was pretty emotional and really raw. And I hope that when I bring on these guests that are actually going through the crap and, and really changing the intergenerational patterns, you can really see it in action and you can see the, the pain and the rawness of it. And I feel like a lot of people out there are, you know, talking about, just shallow ways of approaching life. And life isn't always so easy. It's not always so perfect. And there can be some really funny podcasts and all these different, you know, ways of looking at spirituality. But sometimes it it needs to have these really raw, real, genuinely emotional moments. And this is one of those podcasts. And so I hope you like it. If you do, let me know or let everybody know. Leave a five-star rating. And obviously keep sharing this podcast with your friends. Keep sharing the books as you all are doing. Write me if they affect your life or you have an emotional moment or something touches you, go onto Instagram because it's so easy at mystical motherhood and tell me because it's so cool to hear. I mean, I, I, I get a lot of emails and a lot of messages, but it's so amazing to see how this work really affects you or how you found the book or how or one of the books and how it's transformed your life and how each of these women that you listen to will mirror a part of you that's going through that process or a part of someone in your family that's going through that process. And what I was just reading was from Alchemy Becoming, my third book. It goes through the phases of the alchemical process, which we talk about in this book. And then another reference to to that is Fertile. And Fertile talks about... um, all of the elements and how they affect, you know, consciousness at development, but that continues throughout your whole life. And if you really want to become a woman in touch with her intuition and have these level of shamanic experiences and be able to heal yourself and other people around you, you really have to understand the elements and how they affect you and how to move through them and how to own them and, and almost like crown yourself as (laughs) like, I understand fire. I understand water. So we talk about that in this podcast. And we go pretty deep into her spiritual journey of changing her inter, you know, her patterns and healing. I send you all the deepest love as I continue to produce work for you. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm so excited to have Alyssa on. Alyssa, why don't you introduce yourself and tell sure. everybody about your, you know, what you do in the world and how you found mystical motherhood? Sure. So, um, so my name is Alyssa. I'm a certified yoga therapist and my calling has transformed from working with women who have suffered trauma into really shifting that into working with mothers who have suffered trauma and helping them face their shadow and embrace their rebirth. Cause that's what came up with me, um, when I had my child. So that's what, where I've been going. Um, I've been a yoga therapist for, seven plus years, something like that. And used to own a yoga studio and wellness center in Indianapolis, Indiana, but now I live in Mexico. 
Um, we've been here over three months and I have a daughter. She is almost two and a half years old and definitely has transformed my life. And as I was searching for, you know, I really love to share this kind of message with more mothers and women. And then I found you and I was like, oh, look at her. She's just doing it and like stepping into her, you know, spiritual motherhood, woman, mystical motherhood. Um, and I thought I'd connect with you. Awesome. So tell me about why did you move from one place to the next? What happened? Sure. So I have wanted to live in another country for probably 20 years. And I've always held myself back for whatever reason. I've almost went somewhere. I've traveled all over the world. Um, and I would totally cry when I'd come back, even though the U.S. is great too. But I always find myself like my heart belongs somewhere else. And over the last year, well, before the pandemic um, commenced, I was like, okay, my yoga studio is up for sale um, or the lease is over in April 2020. And my daughter and I were going to move somewhere. Maybe maybe Mexico, we're looking between Mexico and Costa Rica, somewhere where we could still come back and visit my parents, her grandparents and that sort of stuff. And then, you know, all hell broke loose, uh, March 2020, and things shifted. I ended up still selling my yoga studio, but it was like six months later. And there, there was the uncertainty of, do I pick up, uh, you know, because I'm a single mother. So do I pick up as a single mother and take my child to another country, like, and do that with a pandemic going on? Um, and so I we moved for a year just into a, um, a smaller place. And that was more efficient for, you know, she started walking at nine months. So uh, getting into everything. And then that longing was still there. I really still wanted because I love culture and language and everything. So uh, that part of me was still calling forward. And while I always thought I would move with a partner of some sort, well, I did. I had my daughter. She was my partner I was going to move with. And so, um, so then in June, we came to visit, I talked to a relocation consultant and in June we came to visit for two weeks. I'm in San Miguel de Allende and, um, in the center, like of Mexico, three hours Northwest of Mexico city. And so we came to visit the climate. It's like 75 and sunny year round in the mountains. And it was so easy. It was just too easy. Now, how did you become a single mother? Was that by choice? Um, no, not exactly. Uh, it, it, it's for the best, but no, I, um, so this is really an, a unique story. I had longed for a child and, but I didn't tell anybody, you know, in my mind, not that I was like, I never was the person who was like, oh, I want to be married and that sort of stuff. But I kind of thought I would be when I had a family, like started a family and, so I just, you know, wasn't happening. So I kind of thought, well, maybe it's not supposed to. That sort of stuff. And you'll, you'll start, <laughs> the tears will come up soon. Um, and then, so I worked with an energy therapist at my wellness center. And uh, I had two energy therapists and they introduced me to energy medicine. And um, it transformed my life completely. And one of the therapists who I still, well, I'm still friends with both of them, but I still work with a little bit. She was like, she got to my sacral chakras, to my womb, and was like, 
she knew that I had that longing and I just burst into tears and she was like, do I need to step out of the side of the room? I said, no, no, no. Like this comes up for me. And I cry, you know, like I let it out. I don't shove it down, but you know, I just thought maybe it's, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, if it's not, it's not. And she told me you need to ask for help. And so I started praying and I kind of reconciled, um, the, my spirituality, so praying to God, my spirit guides, and my well and loving ancestors for help, which was new for me because asking for help was not something I did. And then two months later, I was pregnant. And yeah. And are so, you in contact with the man? I'm sorry? Are you in contact with the man or did you go to an IVF? Um, actually, I've cut him off recently. Um, so, uh, so it was it was a long story um we don't so, have to get into the story i don't yeah, ever yeah I don't yeah yeah, yeah. so um basically <laughs> we were together and then when i was six months pregnant he left so sorry that still makes me cry yeah but but how did you work through that yeah. because that's actually something that you know people you reached out to me and I, I say this before, I don't really say yes to anybody, oh. but I've been saying yes more, I have more time, but uh, uh-huh. sometimes you think it's for your stuff and it, yeah. it might be for something different this time. Yeah, of course. Of so course. tell me, cause that affects the pregnancy and the baby in you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, cause you work with trauma and sometimes when we're working with something, we're learning it. Right. Yeah. So who was this partner in your life? Like who did he represent from your conditioning from your past? Um, definitely a little bit of my father. Um, so that, that whole experience launched because it, you know, without going into the whole deep story, um, it was because I can see everything from that higher level. It doesn't mean, you know, obviously repeat patterns just because you're all, you know, somewhat aware what it led me into, because I started asking myself, like, why did I attract someone? Like, I know my daughter was made with love, but he, I, I'm not a, a, a doctor or a psychologist, but he has some like mental disorder, like a borderline bipolar, like there were times where he's just switched. And, um, and so it's good. And we've talked since then, but then I finally just, you know, it was all fluff. So I had to just cut it off. But, um, you know, one day when she's older, you know, they can have a relationship if that works. But so what I recognize a little bit of my father, um, but not entirely, a little bit of me trying to please and find someone who my father would get along with. So that stuff. But what one day I asked myself, what? Exactly. Why am I, why am I choosing someone like that when I'm a successful, independent, smart woman, you know? And then I started researching ancestral medicine and looking at patterns in my lineage and starting, started to ask, my mother is one of the youngest of the seven children, but um, started to ask my um, aunts and stuff who are a little older about my grandmother and, and my grandfather and my great grandparents on that lineage. Um, I've explored other ones too since then. And I realized I was repeating patterns of my grandmother's before in that lineage. Um, I, in my research, my great-grandmother, um, well, great-grandfather 
had schizophrenia and schizophrenia runs in that lineage. And, um, and so, and my aunt even told me that he chased my great grandmother down the street and tried to kill her. And it took five cops to pull him off. And she so let, has a lot of, so let, uh-huh. let me go into a couple of things for everyone yeah. who's listening. So when you're with a, in a relationship, just for your future understanding, mm-hmm. these kind of things. So that's why you chose to do what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let me, how do I put this? So when you're with a man, we are so powerful mm-hmm. that we can make, we oftentimes, even if the man is not our father, mm-hmm. we create him to be so. And I'm not saying sure. this man wasn't, I'm not, I'm not sure. reading your situation. Actually, I'm just sure. teaching from a level of like, we're so powerful that we will make the man into our father. Mm-hmm. And we're, so when we're, we grow up, we're conditioned to believe love is a certain way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, most of us believe love is a fairy tale that we've seen in a freaking movie. And mm-hmm. so, and we're also always um, liking challenge. So sure. one thing with women you'll find in yourself, if you haven't yet, is that it, we, we'd like to like men maybe that don't like us or something's wrong with them because we like to be challenged. And if we're not being challenged in work or we're not be creating a business or we're not like getting our business and everything else, we like to be challenged. Mm-hmm. And then when there's no challenge, we'll find a challenge. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I don't have any challenge in my life. I'm still looking for one. Sure. And I'm like, and, and it comes in like little things. And it's like, how can we just let more peace in, right? Mm-hmm. Now with this man, Close your eyes and tell me, is he a representation of your father and the true conditioning or of the lineage, or did you create him to be so? No, oh, I mean, I don't believe I created him to be so. When I look does, at... Does that, does that make yeah. sense? Like sometimes we no, push no, away... No, I understand the people. that completely, but yeah. no... Um, I don't believe I created him to be so. Um, When I look at the people I like in assessing the people I've attracted, I've noticed how they represent some, yes, some family of origin thing. There are past relationships where I have probably created some type of expectations and that person to be, and then recognize that. But for my daughter's father, I, I don't think, I don't think that at all. Um, in creating that challenge. Uh, I, I don't see it as that. I, th- I see it more as some type of karmic kind of thing uh, to help me transform and wake up. Is he on the birth certificate? No. Okay, okay. Another p- thing for everyone listening. So if you're in a situation like this, okay, and a lot of you write me and you're like, oh my God, you saved me from aborting this child or you save me from that or that information I don't know I just and anyone can always write me with any questions for these podcasts but um if you don't if you're in a situation like this and the man and you get pregnant and you wanted that baby whatever right it happens it's not harmonious but it's a part of like you dealing with your own childhood stuff and conditioning and what we know that, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't put him on the birth certificate, he has no rights to the child unless he goes to court to get mm-hmm. to that child. And so it's that's really valuable. I mean, it's it's a, it's a painful to go through mm-hmm. beyond anything you can understand, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. I feel love and I feel respect for everything you've done. 
Um, but just so you're anyone who's like pregnant or you don't know if you can keep it, you just don't, you don't have to put them on the birth certificate and then the child can be adopted by another man once you Mm -hmm. remarry and it's not some sort of hoopy hoopla, Mm -hmm. but you won't get child support. You're sharing. Yeah. And you won't won't get child support. So you can't, Mm -hmm. and let, you know, unless he's some saint, which I highly doubt whoever's listening, (laughs) he is, um, Mm -hmm. you won't get it anyway. So like it, I just to be real, like those are real, real lifetime things that, that happens all the time and, and we have to protect each other. Yes. And it was one of the best things I ever did, even though it was hard. I mean, it allowed us to be here in Mexico now and that sort of stuff. I didn't have to deal with that and the chaos of trying to get child support. Cause I have, I know people who have to deal with that. So now next question I have for you mm-hmm. was your now understanding this was your move to Mexico, a fight or flight response? Uh, there was a little bit of flight response to it. Um, I so like I said, it's something I've always longed to long to do and wanted to do. What I noticed, though, that this was um, not conscious until it came to the surface. When we were here in June for two weeks, I felt so at ease and so. It was, like I said, it was so easy. And, um, you know, I have my favorite taxi driver. I had the greatest nannies. You know, my daughter's, what the, the difference for me was my daughter would be with a nanny going to the park and I'd be out at dinner, which I hadn't done in nine plus months. And I felt completely at ease. When I was back in Indiana, I could not do that. Like I remember a babysitter saying, oh, can I go take, your daughter out for a walk and I freaked out and I didn't realize like that wasn't it was it wasn't conscious until I came back from that two-week trip here and my anxiety shot through the roof and I realized oh my gosh I just live in a constant state of fear and a lot of that's because of the threats that he kind of go back and forth really loving and supportive and then calling, threatening, he'd come and take my daughter. Okay. So hold space for that. Close your eyes. And we're just going to ask for a really deep healing for that level of uh, complete fear you were feeling. So So everyone who's listening, I want you to send loving energy to Alyssa right now. And we hold space for her deep healing. Because what's happening on the planet is we're going, I've repeated this in many podcasts. I don't know if you've listened to my podcast, Alyssa, or if you just had the notion to reach out to me. Um, We're going through a period of darkness. Mm -hmm. And that darkness is going to put everyone in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And it will bring up everyone's fear mm-hmm. and on the level of, and it will put you in your mind and mm-hmm. to the level that there's no one in their heart, really. So what my work's really about right now is teaching people the step to get to their heart. And I don't think you even know it, but there's a book I wrote called Alchemy of Becoming. I actually just saw that. And, and that's the book you're going to read after you hang up the phone with me. Yep. I was and, just like, oh, I like this book. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that book is going to explain the process of the heart opening experience. And then when you get into the harmony, 
of it, the actual heart open experience, which everyone has to go through. I've talked about Mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20 times, um, however you want to get to it. And what it is, is that your conditioning, (laughs) your, your reality is only based off of your conditioning in order to break your reality, which is in your mind, you have Mm -hmm. to open your heart. And in order to feel your heart, you have to go through the emotions that's holding back the heart opening experience. Mm -hmm. And so actually sadness so every rela- fear is related to, to love, but sadness is the what holds the heart. So, so sadness is the same as, as deep love in a lot of ways. Like when you, because the only way you can really open up your heart is to really, really, really feel. Mm-hmm. And most of our lives, we're reacting, we're just in reactions. We're actually mm-hmm. not really feeling. So all these things from your past and all these things that you thought you were teaching around PTSD and all these different things, it's like, it's one thing to teach them from the level of the mind of mm-hmm. like, this is what it looks like, you know, do this pose and let's feel this. And But it's another to get smacked in the face and then fucking feel shit. Mm-hmm. And so life is now doing that for you. But I want you to recognize that... I don't, I don't want you to have any fear transferred to where you are or does that make sense? Like, are you having anything come up? How long have you been there? Well, I've been here over three months and um, yes, working through the heart stuff is actually what's coming up. Uh, I've been, I've been doing intense Chinese medicine and Qigong to move the emotions out and that deep sadness and, and fear, they're all related uh, is something that I've been working with and um, working with family of origin stuff actually even recently uh, to move some things. It's been interesting um, without going into the whole like details of it. And that's all my work right now is opening my heart fully. Like for with my daughter, um, you know, I've always kind of lived half open. And even though, of course, I love her so much, so working on opening the heart chakra and everything has been actually shifting. It's kind of funny that it's been really the last few weeks that everything's been starting to open and shift. Of course, there's all those layers you have to get through. But it's definitely my work right now. So the Alchemy of Becoming book is going to really, and anyone who's listening, um, everything that's happening right now is to is to open our hearts. And it, it's going to get more intense and more intense until it happens until we sure. break. Right. And, and the, really what the heart opening is about, it just takes you back to simplicity. Sure. And I've, I've done a series of podcasts on it. So now we're, so the podcast I've done right now is like, what is it like to be in being? What is it like to be simple? How do we connect back to our children in a new way? And I don't mean this on this like hokey dokey kind of bullshit spirituality stuff. It's like mm-hmm. a real deep, like every day I'm going to wake up and not react or not, you know? So once you, but that process of even getting to that integration space, you have to go with what you're what through what you're speaking about now. Mm-hmm. You have, and I went through it at an accelerated rate for about three years. And it feels, and I'll I talked about it in my book, it will feel like you're bipolar. So you often find a bipolar person that mirrors it to you and, and, and it breaks you open. So he comes and he breaks mm-hmm. you, right? He cracks you. And you think, so it's it's people like you think you're on the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And you think you're like, I'm teaching this and I'm like this thing. And then you realize, I mean, for me too, I wasn't fucking authentic. And I'm yang, mm-hmm. I'm saying the word, the F word, because I want to make it clear is 
when you're going through the heart opening experience, all your ignorance and all of your personas have to break. They have Mm -hmm. to shatter so much. You have to see how silly and stupid and unimportant all of these outside external uh, validations and and activities and things are and you really and it really has to blow up in your in your yeah. face and I'm then, laughing like, because I completely understand <laughs> yeah so like so for example I mean I'm not gonna I'm just giving an example for this is gonna help so many people but like mm-hmm. you're helping people with PTSD for seven or seven years probably right or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. seven year cycle I'm guessing yeah. reading you yeah. and then yeah. you have something happen and you realize how much trauma you have in your own family that you haven't really mm-hmm. dealt with so that mm-hmm. whole time you're ignorant to your own experience mm-hmm. and and you need something to tell you know, that's the awakening moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. thought the whole time you were on the awakening path, but it's not, it's something you shatter. And mm-hmm. then the shattering point that, and I call it in my book, alchemy of becoming the mo- the moment of calcination. It's it, there's phases of alchemy mm-hmm. and ancient alchemy is the highest form of awakening on this planet. In my opinion, it's the way the elements work. It's the way that birth happens, the way death occurs. Mm-hmm. And it's the moment the fire hits your life and you're like, holy shit, none of it's real. So that mm-hmm. shatters your world. And then you have somebody from your past come in that shows you how unhealed your conditioning is. Mm-hmm. Now, this is happening to everyone on the planet mm-hmm. in a different way. And if it hasn't sure. happened yet, and, and, and it hasn't happened yet, it will happen soon. And mm-hmm. it will happen in moments of chaos. So the, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's not, it could be some, it could be some environmental thing, but that is not really necessary. Mm-hmm. It, it will happen in moments of chaos within your life. Like one little fire blows up, another fire blows up. And then it's like you're tiptoeing around, but each of those fires is trying to open your heart. Mm-hmm. Some people will go back into their mind through the chaos and mm-hmm. some won't, mm-hmm. but the chaotic moments are going to continue. So if you're feeling these chaotic moments and you're having them mirrored in relationships, that's that's why you're just trying to go your the uh, universe is trying to wake you up so when the energy hits the earth in the next 10 years to 20 years you're ready to hold that energy and you can actually stay on earth yeah yeah i completely agree and i'm with you on that it's actually one of the i was just telling somebody the other day you know they asked about the holistic community here in, in the city and there's a huge one um and i've vibed with a lot of people but I haven't like ingrained myself because I feel like I'm at I've moved beyond that that fluff that initial kind of spirituality path because I, I've gotten into a deeper layer you know in recovering in uncovering that so I haven't been able to like well I haven't tried that much I mean I go to yoga and stuff but but there's just something about it and I want to be with the people who are at that point of moving through um, and understand the spiritual side a little more in the universe and, and that sort of stuff. So well, good luck trying to find those people because there's not that <laughs> many of them. They're very rare. And mm-hmm. the ones that are, sh- the ones that are like, you know, a lot of them don't really <laughs> get it. <laughs> and so you have to be careful, you know, like who's like, I feel like just so when you're going through your own healing process, one thing mm-hmm. I didn't realize mm-hmm. is that a lot of people's mind stuff will get transferred onto you. So you can, so if you have a, some great teacher, unless mm-hmm. they're really, really in the light, mm-hmm. truly in the light, like they're truly in the light and it's really hard. You're going to always get their polarity. Sure. 
Yeah, yeah. Just, well, I'm just letting that's for everyone yeah. listening, not just you. Oh, just like, oh yeah. I mean, I, mean, I have been there where I like I'm getting all the good things and I'm also getting the bad things. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. Having owned a wellness center and worked with a lot of people too, uh, um, not as clients, but just other healers and stuff. Like there's yeah, there's a disparity. Everybody's got their own shit and that sort of stuff, and they're on different levels. I have connected well with people who still have their shit to go through, just like everyone else going through the layers, but they get it. Like I can talk to them about mind, body, spirit level stuff, um, you know, and uh, because I was just sick for a couple of weeks, bronchitis, and so was my daughter, and then so was my mom. So looking at it like and started uncovering some mother wound stuff and deeper and uh, um, and some things with my sister. Um, and then once I kind of processed that on a spiritual soul contract level, like I started feeling better. It was very, and I have people here in my life and in Indianapolis too, um, who understand that. But yes, it's very few and far between. You know, I want to give you a lot of credit because you have completely began the process of losing your identity. What's coming up as as we speak? Did you? Um, it's a surprise. You probably didn't think we were going to talk about these things, did we? Did you? You know, um, no. But I'm always surprised about where conversations go. So that's it's totally fine because I, I'm a, I I'm a firm believer that things happen as they should and um, how they're supposed to come up. So, uh, the, you know, the biggest thing that comes up for me, and it's not new on just on, you know, the, speaking with you is that, it, and this is, you know, it's always so interesting. Like there's so many layers to grief and sadness and, and that whole opening the heart thing. So that's, you know, that, that kind of topic coming up because it's so relevant for me. Um, we've, but my my nannies have asked. They're so lovely, um, beautiful people in my life. But they, you know, asked, you know, about, oh, do you want another child? And I, and I was like, well, yeah, maybe one day. And then I was like, but not a single mother. Although there's pros and cons to that. But it was just like, and then I cried. Like I pretty much cried in front of every every um, nanny I have, but they're also supportive. And I found I've had a lot of support here, even more so than, um, you know, where I'm from. And so, uh, but it's just sort of like, you know, why is that still hurting? And- um, You know why? Because I used to be a big believer in single mothers. And I, I, I believe it. I'm not saying this has just happened for you. And then this is what we're going to have to help you through. Right. Sure. But like I worked in IVF center and I've helped many women become single mothers mm-hmm. and I have been an advocate to do that. And I've changed my mind about it mm-hmm. because I was going through, like, I, I feel like there harmony that we need to re- restore on the planet. I believe mm-hmm. it looks different than what we think it is. And I've been talking about this in other podcasts mm-hmm. of, and this is probably part of, I, I do, th- I don't think you've listened to some of these podcasts, but I recommend you going back and listening because you'll okay. get a lot of information that will really help you understand the process you're going through. 
Sure. So for order us or in order for us to go back into harmony in on the in this world, women have to go back into their heart and and, and go back into like their natural way of being. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what that is. And so I've been mm-hmm. discussing this hour after hour after hour. And I really what it really is is a woman in being who is strongly supported by a male who supports her financially mm-hmm. and like almost in in the mental part too. And mm-hmm. and that doesn't look anything like what we call feminism on this planet right now. Completely agree with you. But the way that we're living with, I'm the Mm -hmm. same way as you starting my own business out there. Like I have a baby on my own. Like I'm going to do it this way. And it's like, it didn't bring me the level of happiness of when I got over my conditioning partnered with a man that just is not the kind of man I ever thought I'd be with. Mm -hmm. And it took me going through deep healing to be like, I don't want to be with that kind of man because he's not my father. Mm-hmm. So it, it took me really understanding like, oh my God, that heartbreak, just like the process you're talking about and, and go, going through it and then seeing that I was always tra- attracting my father, unprogramming it within myself, mm-hmm. which you'll read in the book, and mm-hmm. then being able to now be with my par- with a man who's not my father. But then there's, only, you know, and there's, you have to get over your own conditioning. Sure. Oh, and yeah. Be able, and, and the person who's not your father is the opposite of anyone you'd ever be with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so yeah. hard, even in the level of attraction. But once your heart opens, mm-hmm. once your heart opens, they become attractive. Once your heart opens, you can actually feel their love and you can be with them and you're not so triggered by them and you're not creating them to be your father, even if they're not. Yeah. Does well, this make sense? I, I co- no, I completely agree. It makes me think about uh, several things. It makes me think about truly, if I look back at the last... Oh, it could be seven years. I don't know. Maybe a seven-year cycle. Um, it was all about journeying, journeying into the feminine. That's why when I happened to see your book, I was like, oh, well, I know you have a few, but the alchemy of uh, becoming. And I was like, oh, I think I need to read that next. And I added it to my Amazon. And um, because really, like, all of it was coming back to that because I have always been the business, working, you know, even before I owned businesses, um, working 70 plus hours a week that, you know, trying to be equal to men sort of thing, that feminist um, framework. And that's not, no, that's not what I want. And so that was interesting that, you know, you're talking about this, you know, and, and I know some uh, women, I was asked before, are you a single mother by choice in, in the fact of, you know, IVF or that sort of stuff. And I was like, no, you know, it was, I just didn't expect that. Um, it all kind of spiritually happened that I had my daughter and stuff, but for lots of lessons. But yeah, it was one of the reasons for the moves here was to have a slower paced life, to have support and start to have space for me to step into the spiritual medicine woman I know I am, but then I get too much in my head and and doing, doing, doing. And, um, and even this morning, I was reminded, my nanny was like, why are you washing the dishes? We'll do it for you. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. It's awesome to have support. I'm not used to that. And I even think about, and I know I'm kind of going on a tangent, but even thinking about like, I there's a, there's a 15% expat population here. And I swear, I'm the only one I see who has like their nannies with them. 
And I'm like, no, I want some support. And eventually, yes, I want that in a partner too. But I also know that when I'm subconsciously, you know, that energetic exchange of blocking who I don't want, I'm actually attracting them. So that whole heart opening definitely is where I'm doing the work right now. I'm in the thick of it. So it's kind of funny, the timing of our this talk with you. The, the other day, you know, because I've, I'm, my heart's not always closed completely. It's always like half open, um, although it's gotten a lot better as I've done. It's been years in the making. I could go into long stories about working with horses and stuff. But um, and then it's now it's like, OK, we really need to do it. And the other day I, I sat with my daughter as she was sleeping because uh, we co-sleep and was like, yeah, I've been feeling a little disconnected because, you know, there are times where I get busier and that sort of stuff. And I, I, I need to set back in. So I worked through opening my root and sacral chakras and, and my heart. And in fact, I had to go through the root and sacral to feel the heart. And then that it shifted. It was interesting to watch the shift together. Um, and how like she's responding and how I'm feeling because I was feeling blocked doesn't mean my heart suddenly all the way open but there was a layer I needed to remove for whatever reason um, we got disconnected again and I try to practice that with her Um, and it's just interesting watching but yeah it's so important and I agree with you it's years it's a year's process. This is just a deeper layer I'm going through right now, but it's been definitely in the making for a long time. So a couple of things I want to talk about as I was listening to you. First mm-hmm. off, everyone for the like for a while, for like five more years or so, I don't know how many years, but we're going to feel a level of survival, which I feel like you're feeling right now, even if, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's because that's what's like the energy of the planet. Mm-hmm. And and let me give the vaccines a great example. The vaccine is like the people that want the vaccine and because <laughs> they're afraid of the virus, they really want it, you know, and that that's they're surviving from it. And then the people that don't want it, that are fighting it, and they think mm-hmm. that like that they are like doing something champions, they're just <laughs> in survival too. Mm-hmm. And so no matter, and then, and then if you're not into that world, you're going to mm-hmm. be in survival, like what you're feeling right now. Like I'm just surviving as a single mm-hmm. mom. I'm surviving mm-hmm. as this. I've, and you've lost a lot. You're beginning to go through the major heart opening process. So the, it begins with losing things. Mm-hmm. It begins with really losing, like you're, you'll lose your, your business. You'll lose your partner. You'll, you'll have a death. You'll have chaos. It's, it's like, it's, it's like the minefield we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have it, you begin to question who you are, but you mm-hmm. need that level of survival and you need mm-hmm. to go through all these different, which I, which I believe I've mentioned other podcasts are the seven deadly sins that Mary Magdalene really had to go through. You have to mm-hmm. go through your own greed and your management of money. You have to go through your sexuality, you know, through like all, all you'll, and then if you don't, you'll have people in your life that kind of mirror different aspects of, you know, the feminine back mm-hmm. to you. And this is part of the process and you'll, you'll, this isn't an alchemy becoming, but in general, but I want you to speak to a people since you've be really begun the process and you're more aware of it mm-hmm. to those that are, are going to go through this and lose their identity or be, have begun and are, are feeling kind of lost in the chaos, not mm-hmm. understanding that there's a spiritual aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Where, like, 
how does it feel to go through that heart opening process? Like, what does it feel like inside and how do you, how do you get through it? Um, well, you know, some days it feels like you're, yeah, you are completely and utterly lost and, um, and, you know, you don't know where to go and you feel like a complete mess. Like you're just a puddle of, you know, complete whatever, uh, mess. And, and some days, you know, you just survive and get through it. And, and some days you feel aligned, like it's like a little bit, you know, it's like two steps forward, two steps back. And, and you have to go through that kind of down wave. So, and then you start to fill up and then, you know, a layer shifts or, you know, something shifts, but then there's still more and then you go back in it. And, um, and it's, uh, for me, and because you talked about who, who don't necessarily, I think having that deepened spiritual trust, even though it's, if it's not 100%, because I, I always have still work through that complete 100% trust, um, to have like there's a light, there's a little light even amidst all that darkness that you're feeling. And you know that this is just a wave, like just remembering that this is just a wave. And after tonight's sleep or in a few days it'll feel better and that sort of thing so so a couple of things of what she's referring to here is it's a wave meaning what she's kind of describing is you go from your mind to your heart you go from your mind to your heart so what you'll your mind will do as your heart opens is your mind will follow the story and you'll follow, you could follow that story for months. Maybe in the past, it was your whole life, mind following the conditioning. The, the conditioning is just, it's the story of your past, right? Mm-hmm. So your mind will follow it. And then maybe you're in it for three days. And then you'll go back into your heart. And you'll be like, I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's not that big of a deal. Like you'll have a moment of heart. Maybe even if you have like a, a minute of a heart space, it breaks the mind. Mm-hmm. So what will happen over time is you'll be more in your heart. Even if it's like five minutes, one minute, three minutes. And then once you break, you break completely and the energy runs through you, you'll be in your heart more often, more often, more days, but things will come and take you out and then you'll go back in mm-hmm. and you can know the difference. But in, as you're going through it, it just feels like the outer chaos is, is a represented in, in the inner chaos within you, but it has to be that process. Now back to the phases of the heart opening process when you read Alchemy Becoming versus the calcination. You already went through calcination. You'll have a few more calcination moments, but you did it. Now you're in dissolution. So this is the alchemical phases. Mm-hmm. And it's also like yoga. So like I, I study the elements and I also study how the elements can awaken you. Mm-hmm. So the first phase is fire, then there's water. And what water does is you'll you'll read it in and read fertile too, because mm-hmm. fertile really talks about the elements and how they affect the emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual parts of mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. a life, really. But dissolution is when you bring the unconscious to consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really the saddest, most intense freaking thing you can ever go through in your awakening process. Because it's like, I remember going through it and just being like, I was never loved. Like, I remember realizing, like, I don't know real love. Like all of my love is based on my conditioning from, I keep saying the word conditioning, but that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Your reality is only based off of this little tiny bubble of like what you think life is. 
And so you just remarry your life over and over again because you haven't really experienced this grander love. So something has to come and blow you up to, to open that up so that you can open your heart. So something happens in your childhood that closes you like your rape or, or a child or like an abuse or a mentally ill father or a mentally ill mother, or just even a moment. Mm -hmm. And then you close your heart up, you close your heart up and you, and you begin to, to say like, if I open up, um, even in this moment to this person, then I'll have to feel that wound. Mm -hmm. So as you go through the heart opening process, you have to feel that wound. Mm -hmm. So you, the conditioning, you will be faced with the conditioning from your past. So the man that came into your life and gave you that child is your biggest freaking blessing mm -hmm. because he I made, I, I know you know that, but like mm -hmm. you'll really see it because he's, he, you never dealt with your, your trauma that on the mm -hmm. level that you're dealing with it now. So he mm -hmm. has to come in and bring it up. And anyone who's listening, this is how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. If you avoid it, it's just going to come in in a new way. Mm -hmm. And so that, it, and that's part of the fear on the planet. Like it's all fear, all, mm -hmm. all worst case scenario, but none of it really matters. So yeah. dissolution is just bringing the, I mean, I'm talking kind of fast because I'm just mm -hmm. listening and, and sure. I hope, I hope it's making sense, but you're bringing the unconscious to consciousness. Yeah, no, that's exactly where it's, you know, I'm always not surprised, but it just like uh, fascinated by the, the, timing of things like as we're talking about this because that's exactly what I've been working with with the last couple of weeks um, obviously longer than that but really intensely um, what came up for me because I you know I look at okay yeah I'm sick on a physical level but what's transforming on the spiritual level and um, and what came up for me just intuitively grabbed a book the mother stuff and by all accounts, my mother and I had hit our relationship. We didn't have a bad one. It was just non-existent because of things that happened um, that she couldn't be emotionally available to me. My sister needed her. And so it was like, oh gosh, I need to excavate this more. And so then I started doing that a little more with, um, I was working with um, someone I know in California too, who kind of took it to that soul contract level. And then also because one of the reasons my parent, both my parents were not emotionally available, my sister was hit by a car when she was eight. Uh, no, I was eight and she was almost four. Suffered a traumatic brain injury. And then going into that and like how I was carrying the survivor's guilt and all kind, you know, the other stuff because I'm highly empathic too. And just working, yeah, that deeper origin stuff that while I've been, you know, my whole life, I'm fine. I'm independent. I'm fine. And then started to be aware of the origin stuff. But then it was like, this is like subconscious stuff because I wasn't aware, you know, how much it was still affecting me. Right. And that's what I call the original wound in the book. Yeah, so, okay. you'll, so most people are sleeping. Mm -hmm. You know, this. we all know this, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, sleeping to the point that it's just this, sh it's shallowness. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and nobody really wants to deal with the people that are going through this, but people have to go through this first and everyone's going to have to go through this or you're not going to stay on earth. Sure. So just give yourself some credit mm -hmm. and know that it, it does end. Mm -hmm. it, there is an end point to it. I'm, I'm at the end. I'm, I mean, there's still moments that are thing, but like, sure. 
it, you will meet peace, Mm -hmm. but it will come the, the more you try to do and the more you externally reach out and the more you do, 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 like, which I was doing too, because I was trying to like, like I would try to date or I was trying to get through it quicker. I was trying to, and I was creating more chaos with my doing. Mm-hmm. And the the more you slow down mm-hmm. and into the rhythm of what you're going to get while you are in Mexico, that kind of the rhythm mm-hmm. of life, like a, a slow paced rhythm, which is so hard. Mm-hmm. It, it almost like it will ground you into a deeper healing faster mm-hmm. then you think it's going to go away faster by doing and it's opposite sure sure yeah no that's that's always a good point um I mean in one of one of the intentions of us moving here was to slow down um and I you know I have to catch myself I, I laugh because um when I walk with my daughter, then I'm walking at the pace of all the Mexicans here instead of like an American woman. <laughs> but, um, but yes, no, that was a intention. And it's always a good reminder because yeah, I'm a, I'm a super type a doer and I'm still, I still do a lot, but not in comparison to what I used to do. And, um, and so now it's just, okay. A little less, a little less. But, I mean, that's, that's really mm-hmm. profound. And, and sometimes we don't look at how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, because of, of even our programming of like doing and being successful is like, we're not this successful, but it's like all of everyone listening, look at how freaking far you've come mm-hmm. and look at all those victories. Like I used to have a massive eating disorder. I remember for years and years and years ago, right. When I, you know, and I don't even, that didn't cross my mind anymore like that you know and I'm just like I don't even give myself credit of Mm -hmm. of like holy crap Mm -hmm. you know like I have used my life to be as authentic and honest just like you to to show people that there's this path you can go on and to find deep peace Mm -hmm. and we don't ever go back and be like wow, I just like, there's about 50 other things I healed. I just healed my family line of that. I just, just changed the programming around this. I just changed the programming around that. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's facing my, the wounds of the family to make everybody go faster because whoever, you know, there's a, a quote in of this book, Conversations with God, book four, mm-hmm. another book you need to read. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone is listening. Conversations with God is a great book. Conversations with God, book four is one of the best books I've ever read. It changed my life. And that's actually really what made my, my path open. And there's a part in there is like, I'm willing to go first. I don't know the exact quote, but it's like mm-hmm. of the awakening of humanity, it's going to happen, but it's like, for those who will go first and then they'll show other people how they get there, right? They'll show people the mistakes they made. They'll show people the, the process of it. And no one will really understand, but it'll be like an implant. Like you tell one person, you're like, this can change and this can change. And that counts as so much. So mm-hmm. I want to give you some credit for like all those seven years you did all that work. Mm-hmm. And you think that that's the success of life, right? Of opening your own thing. And you think that's it, but it's not. Your success of life is like, living that simpler, loving environment, loving your child, you know, going to walk on walks with your baby, finding, you know, a group of, of people there, 15% expats you can be friends with. It's like, 
you have done a lot. You're doing it as a single mom. So I'm giving you like so much love and credit and the heart opening process is freaking hard and you're not crazy. (laughs) You're not crazy. You're doing the deep, deep healing to get you to that place of peace. Mm -hmm. And that place of peace has nothing to do with doing anything. Mm-hmm. There's, it has nothing to do with any of the identifications of what you think is important or not on this earth. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's like you thought before, like your success was like your, your baby clinic, right? Like that could, I can't think of anything. Every woman wants that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to start a clinic. You did it. And then you're like, look, I really haven't dealt with everything. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? When I was pregnant, I, I closed. I wanted to close that because my daughter was more important in being with her. That's mystical motherhood. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. What That's where I wrote these books is like, that's the, it usually, and that's why I call it this is because it happens in motherhood. Mm-hmm. And it's like the next generation's not going to take this bull. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take, your daughter just said, I'm going to redirect your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you the, our heart opening path because my heart's open and I have no fear because these new children, they don't have fear. Oh, and that's God. why this is all, all this bullshit that's happening on the planet right now is not going to last for the next generation because they just don't care. Mm-hmm. They'll say, let it burn down. They're not going to, they're not going to say, I want to show my vaccine card when I go into the <laughs> MoMA museum store yesterday. I was in New York, you guys, and I was trying to go to lunch and the MoMA museum store, not the museum. The store said that they wanted to see my vaccine card to walk in the freaking door. And I was like, I'm not going to give them business. That's not okay. No. And if this becomes like, and I'm not going to, I'm not fighting it. I just walked by. I didn't go in. I didn't give them business, even though I'm a big provider of business there. Mm -hmm. It's about kind of like, I was like, okay, I'm going to allow that to happen. I'm not going to fight it. Mm -hmm. So as you're going through this, how can you allow more? Mm-hmm. What are you fighting right now that you think you could allow more? Me personally, um, I've been kind of thinking about, like, there's several things, but one that comes first to mind is trying to keep on a schedule and routine. But then I'm like, well, because last night we got off our routine yesterday, which was fun. We had like a little adventure, but then, you know, she got a late nap. Um but then we went out <laughs> grocery shopping. I usually get groceries delivered, but I was sort of like, okay, well, let's just go to be out. And the city's so vibrant. Like it gets dark at like 6.30 central time right now you know, um, as time shifts. Uh, and it's vibrant after dark. Like all the, the street food comes out and all kinds of stuff. And that's usually because we go to bed by eight or, or at least she does. Um, it's usually like we're already at home and that sort of stuff. And I was like, we need to be out and a little more and like kind of not always be complete. Routines and schedules are good, but like do this sometimes and like just be out amongst the vibrancy because it felt so good and and not just always get my food delivered and that sort of stuff. And which I've just done things that make it easier so I don't have to like go in a taxi and then carry things upstairs and that sort of stuff. But that was one thing. And one of the reasons why I decided to get the sitter tomorrow night and go um, sip mezcal at a group of, with a group of like-minded people um, because, and be around adults. 
And I also know um, she'll have someone to play with too, because my nanny's daughter comes over sometimes if I'm, if I go out at night, but that was one of the things it's like, okay, it's good to have that. It feels good to have the routine, but I need to sometimes break out of it. And my daughter too. And like, let's just do something spontaneous and adventurous, like go see, you know, try new, we like to go to brunch sometimes but it was just fun to kind of mix it up. And it reminded me I need to do that once in a while. And that's all that balance thing, um, including her or sometimes just me time. The other thing that's coming up for me um, is it's something that I'm fighting. Is, that's what you said. Um, is, is balancing me stepping completely fully into, and I, I called it earlier, the spiritual medicine woman I know I am. And because when I drop into my body more, I, I, can, I connect very deeply. I mean, like animals come to me, all kinds of stuff. But then I'm like, you know, in that doing, because some of it's just you know, I'm a mom and need to do these things all day. And then I work and because I have a, another big, a business. So I'm trying to make the shift back to doing my business and finishing my book and really doing that and trusting that that will set me up and I can make income from that. That's kind of what I'm fighting because I have some things. So I do digital marketing as well. Um and, and so I'm working into that, but that's one of the other things I'm fighting right now. <laughs> so one thing I'm getting for you intuitively is have no expectations that the things that bring you joy will give you money first. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, I always have to, like, I, I, I don't write my books because I think they're going to give me any money. Sure. Um, I have no idea what they'll do, mm -hmm. but I, for you, I'm really feeling like one thing that people aren't aware of yet, I don't believe, but the, as the, the, as we go through the heart opening experience mm -hmm. that you're going through and the, mm -hmm. and the, what we've been talking about is we're actually going back to a more simple life. Mm -hmm. all, all of the world would be going back to a very simple life, living simply. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of the process that people really don't know how to do that. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm like, one of the things I'm working on right now is I'm, why do I need to go shopping and spend money? Mm -hmm. Like I don't need anything. I have so many things. And, and mm -hmm. I, and I think about how much I spend money in New York and how much I go out and mm -hmm. I'm going to watch that like little things at a time, you mm -hmm. know, but for you, you have this opportunity to, to kind of document what it's like to live it among simplicity. Mm -hmm. And as for American women and, mm -hmm. and, and Western women, we look down upon that. In a lot mm -hmm. of ways, we do. We're mm -hmm. like, oh God, like, oh, you must be bored not working, or you must, oh, you must not be educated, or God, are you going through something? Or oh my God, you need a job. Like it's so judgmental. Mm -hmm. And 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 I'd love for you. There's two things. Like you need. I feel like flower essences and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Next three months. Mm -hmm. And it would be so healing for you. It's like almost like put the energy into that. So if you're doing this, heal, to, I'm going to circle back to these things because mm -hmm. it's just coming through. But like, I was just talking with a friend this morning mm -hmm. and he's a deep soul friend. And he was explaining like when the chiropractor is doing healing work, he, mm -hmm. he hits the wall after he does the healing work to release the energy into the wall. Sure. And when a woman is doing acupuncture work, she can feel the evil spirit off the person coming off. So she has mm -hmm. to run and throw up, right? Mm -hmm. All these different things. But for you... 
it's like you're going to learn how to put the energy of the negativity and the and the positivity into the flower essences or something like that. It may not be that, but like almost like you're yeah. going to create something like that. Hmm. It Are could be creating some flower essences. I mean, we have all of the, that stuff here. That's what's beautiful about. This I think city. it would be it wouldn't be like something for a business. It would be for your own joy. Sure, sure. No, no, that's what I meant. Um, we're just, uh, it makes me think we, they just had like a week-long plant and flower sale and herbs and everything in the park. But we would, I took my daughter there yesterday to walk and look. And I found myself, because I need, I, well, I want to have my garden on the uh, patio and everything. But it was just overwhelming. Like, I need someone to help me do this because that's just not my thing. But doing something like flower essences, like I could, that I love learning and something I could also share with my daughter. Uh, I love learning and doing, we were coloring last night and I was just like, yeah, I need, I love doing those things. I love learning, but that's something I could look at those plants and actually appreciate them better. But these kind of things are talking about Mm -hmm. the doing these are very simple doing things. And this sure. is very back into the nature of the feminine. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean those kind of Instagram women that are like, I'm in the woods and we're at this like hippie <laughs> festival. And like, we are like, <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, you don't have to tell anybody you're doing it. Sure. And I'm not, this is for anyone listening. Yeah, I yeah. know I'll follow those people on Instagram that are like, <laughs> you know, like, I, like I'm in the moonlight, I'm naked in the river. And I'm like, oh my God, please. <laughs> Come on, girl. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I laugh at all of that too. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I, mean, I still, yeah, it's it, beautiful, you know, but, but I'm like, no, that's not and I don't I body the feminine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, you are in a place of total simplicity, which we're all going to be moving towards. And, mm-hmm. and you're really challenging your conditioning by doing this. And that's why things are really coming up for you, because how can you be still? How can you learn to have a simple dinner? How can you, you know, beyond like learning how to like be a single mother, but mm-hmm. then learning how to live in simplicity after being like a mega you know, type A go-getter woman of America. So like mm-hmm. I give you credit for going back into the roots and really challenging your origins. And that's that's mystical motherhood. You're really freaking doing it. So do- document the process for women. Like I am, like I, all my books are a documentation of my journey, good and bad, completely authentically. Mm-hmm. with no lies that I'm aware of unless I'm ignorant mm-hmm. in the lie right sure, sure. so for your process once you read my book mm-hmm. I want you to see how like okay I'm doing it and then what does that heart process look like in Mexico mm-hmm. because there's going to be women out there in the future that really need that really want to get back to this root base mm-hmm. living of just like I want to be with my child I want to be with other women I want to I want to do this deep healing work. What does simplicity look like? How do I get back into these things? And no one knows how to do it because we're all in America. Of course. Uh, Listening right now or Australia or these Western societies that we just like don't know what it's like to be deeply in our feminine. So as you go through it, try to document it as part of another book. That's something else you're I feel it would be so powerful for you to do. I only laugh because I'm like, oh gosh, I now have four books that are um, outlined. Um, But no, I love that because my journey of pregnancy and initial postpartum are documented in my current book that I'm writing. 
but I never really thought about documenting this part, probably because we just moved and working through and settling. Because even to come here, I had to work through fear and family dynamics with my father. Um, and my mother was supportive, disappointed, but, you know, supportive. So there's a lot, but that whole heart opening and stuff, I love that. Thank you for that suggestion. Um, because I just, I love that. I love that idea. I will. Well, I didn't know what we were going to talk about, but I just knew I had to talk to you. What did you think we were going to talk about? I don't know. I know why you think you wrote. Did you know why you reached out to me? You had no idea. Part part of the reason is because I was like, this woman gets it. Like this woman gets it because part of, part of my thing is like me stepping in to share. I've been working through this kind of in the last few weeks as well. I mean, longer than that, but of, I live life and observe at a high, such a high spiritual level. And I do have people even here that I've met that, that get it. Um, and maybe that, you know, they're still working through this stuff too. We all are, but like, am I ready to step in and start sharing at that level? Because as a, like, for example, as a yoga therapist, a lot of people do yoga therapy for PMDD, yoga therapy for cancer, yoga therapy for this. And that's not how I do yoga therapy at all. Sure, I've looked into that and trained in some of it, but then I'm like, no, I really look at that energetic and spiritual level. And then having gone through a lot of this as a mother, I'm like, gosh, I don't see this talked about. And then I happen to be searching, I don't even care to remember what I was searching, what like topic on Google. And I found you and I was like, she's she gets it and she's sharing it. Because I was also always trying to reconcile sharing, you know, the feminine woven into this and everything, because I was going through that. I remember when I started that journey into the feminine, because I was putting off so much masculine energy and someone called me out on it. And I was like, well, what the hell does it even mean to be feminine? I had no idea at that point in my life. And there's no example of what it means to be feminine that I know of really. And mm-hmm. all those people that is what it needs to be feminine are actually just masculine. They're just men inside of women's bodies because mm-hmm. what we think it means to be feminine right now is being successful in business mm-hmm. is being, you know, a lot of, I mean, it's, it's a lot of degrees. It's a successful business. It's, it's managing children and your nanny. Mm-hmm. It's having a big house. It's all those different things, but like, are you in your heart? Are you powerful? And so what you'll find is as you stop doing all those masculine energy things, your power is so, you become so powerful. Anything you think happens, anything you want happens. And that's why if as, as all the women go into their hearts on in humanity and we all break open and change this process and we go back into being and we unify Mm-hmm. and it, it will happen and we're going to go first because we have to bring the men in they don't have the capability that we do sure. and yeah. so we it, we can't pretend we can't keep being them mm-hmm. we can't keep trying to fight this war which it is a war on this mm-hmm. planet by becoming men we have to mm-hmm. go back into what it means to become a woman which is the power and when you go into your heart you're so i mean you can do more by doing nothing 
You can change, you know, and if, if we all have one union and one way of thinking, not polarity and back to the mm-hmm. name of the book is um, journey back to the one. Mm-hmm. And I've said this in another podcast. It's not, this is negative. This is positive. This is right. This mm-hmm. is wrong. You know, having one viewpoint, one polarity, it's going back into oneness. And that means just not having the polarity thinking, mm-hmm. but the only way to do that is to stop doing. Of course. Yeah, which the is hardest thing. It's the hardest <laughs> thing to freaking do, uh-huh. and you're doing it slowly but surely. But and then, then what you're doing becomes a moment of being, and and mm-hmm. and then you find this beautiful power because you have the power in your joy, love, and peace. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I love it, and I love talking to you. Who you get it? You've been through it. You know that it's hard. You know, it's not like all unicorns and sunshine like it, you're you have to go through and you literally transform you know because who I am now even though I'm still going through processes it way different I was writing something I found um talking about when I worked 70 plus hours a week and wore you know dresses and heels and and then I stopped sleeping and you know, I was just like, gosh, I've come so far from that. I was just writing about that um, last, last week where I read it and kind of reused it, repurposed it. And I was like, oh gosh, I don't do that at all anymore. Like, so yeah, love it. Thank you. So why did you decide to interview me though? Why, like, cause I mean, obviously, yeah, you're, you've got a lot know. of going on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot going on right now. I don't have okay. anything going on. Good. I'm learning not to do anything, but I used <laughs> to have a lot going on. Sure. I used to be very busy and I actually got, I mean, I used to have like 16 clients a week and then try to work and have kids. And then all of a sudden I cut my clients down. And now I just like, and now what's happened in my life is I've almost created like an island Mm. And I see it any time that I get myself out of that piece. Mm-hmm. But the I'm 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 seeing everything I'm talking about right now is only because I've given myself the space mm-hmm. and the heart opening space to see the things that I'm processing. And so the the only I said yes because I'm saying yes more. But I also mm-hmm. just knew. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. And, uh, and I love when the conversation just kind of goes. So when you said, no, I'm totally real. I do that. And because I, I love doing that on my podcasts. Um, and we'd have better conversations when that happened. The reason I'm not doing it is um, I actually, I wanted to create one called after the glow and do like a talk show sort of thing. I mean, it still look the same with on Zoom, <laughs> but and do it um, and talk more about the motherhood aspect, but all you know, all stages of it. But then I I haven't started it because I'm managing my energy, and so it's kind of hanging out there, and I enjoy doing it. But I'm like, do I want to do an episode every week, and you know, blah 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 blah, and that sort of stuff. So. No, 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 no. You're you're still in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And you need to do very simple things because you're still you're still going through this. You're still in dissolution. Mm-hmm. And when you read the book, you're gonna be like, oh, oh, I get it. 
And then I want, I really do want you to read fertile too, not because you're, it's a pregnancy, but you're going to understand these levels of elements that on a different, on a different level. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in the water, so there's Mm -hmm. the fire water, um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not going to get into the rest of them because it's so deep, but like water is when you learn boundaries, Mm. water is when and so you'll be tested with boundaries a lot right now and you might dream about water and because you're going deep into your unconscious and so mm-hmm. and then you're understanding the power of water you're conquering water and mm-hmm. and that's this is the deep kind of healing feminine I'm talking about so once you un, and everyone listening has, the, what's so cool about the transformational process of the heart opening is that you have to go through these elements mm-hmm. and then once you con not conquer that's not the right word but like once you are burned by the fire and you can hold it in your hand and you can teach someone how to handle fire too, and you can pass it. Now that's deep feminine. Mm -hmm. And then once you're going through the water and you can meet the water goddess and you can walk up to her and say, teach me about water and water will teach you. And so you Mm -hmm. emotionally, your, your emotions, your, your internal water, emotional things will be mirrored in the external world. Mm -hmm. It's profound. It's profound. And it's deep shamanic healing medicine that if you read my books, you'll really, 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 really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but the water is like, you'll learn the boundaries. You'll learn like, this is a swimming pool. And, like, and, and, and it's also a time, you know, like, well, this, let me, how do I describe this? Sorry. I'm, I'm kind of fumbling with my words, but it's like, whether you have no boundaries, then maybe you lie more. Or you'll find people that lie to you, or you'll meet alcoholics, or you'll find drugs. Like it'll be like those kind of things because there's no anything can swim past you like a shark, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it's like the energy becomes so shamanic in your life that you it is just like that. And so you'll learn like this is a swimming pool, this is my swimming pool, and this mm-hmm. is the boundary of where I end and you begin. And that's something you'll learn right now as you go through your unconscious, you know, and the deep wounds of the past and. Another thing water teaches is like, you have to tell the truth mm-hmm. or you drown and you have to tell the truth about everything. And you have to really stop lying to yourself about what's happening in your life mm-hmm. and, and lying that like your, your father didn't Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, my past is fine. I'm healed. Like that didn't hurt me. Oh, my sister's nice. It's like, no, your sister's a fucking bitch sometimes, you know, or, <laughs> you know, or whatever the thing is. So you stop lying to yourself and you become less ignorant of your own crap, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So with, so reading alchemy, so I want you to buy alchemy becoming and read it. You'll be like, Holy crap, Chelsea. And I write it under Pritimatma because I got I got divorced and I didn't know what name to put everything under. Uh, and I was like, I don't want... So everyone's like, oh, you're Pritimatma. I'm like, I'm not. I just put it under that name because I like didn't want... I didn't know what name to, at that point when I was divorced. Sure. Um, but then if you read Fertile and you read the part about elements, you're going to really see this level of healing that will help you heal other women. Mm, I love that. Yeah, well, you understand I, I, these elements so much better. I'm a firm believer that all this stuff comes in at the right times and the right moments. So to like when I saw your Alchemy of Becoming book on your website, it, really this this morning when I first reached out, I didn't I saw your mystical motherhood book, but I did not see that one probably because I wasn't ready to see it for some reason. And I was like, oh, and so I popped it in to Amazon, um, probably into Kindle, even though I like to have something hard or paperback in my hands because I'm in Mexico and you can only get so many things. Um, so, uh, 
but you can get a lot of things. Um, you know, life is great. But um, but yeah, I was like, definitely that book. And, and I'll look at Fertile as well, because I felt like that was the connection I needed, like that next step of looking at embracing the embodying the feminine and the whole like just all of that and so with the elemental part I I love learning and I love going deeper into myself which all helps me my daughter my family so just it was just that oh yeah that's next so yeah but do get fertile and know you're not becoming you're Fertile is going to help you understand how to birth the next book or birth whatever you're supposed to do there and another thing that's coming up for you is the heart chakra of you of those so around the earth mm-hmm. so there's different chakras and there's different powerpoints I talk about it in some of my work but like I spent sure. a lot of years traveling actually with my children to these powerpoints all over the world and and Columbia actually holds the heart chakra now Oh, and it's because like the pain of Colombia. So it's not, it's kind of interesting that you moved to Mexico, which actually kind of runs the same vibration of Colombia. It's very mm-hmm. intense energy. And uh, so look at the energy around you and how that affects you and how you're transmuting that too. That's interesting. Um, so I'm in the heart of Mexico, like the dead center too. And so it's called El Corazón de Mexico. You know, like it's, there's a huge vibrational energy of that. So I'll have to look into this, what you're talking about as well. Um, well, what I mean by Colombia is Colombia is horribly sad. People there, I mean, it is not a fun, I, I, I've been to Colombia, it's intense. And, and, and Mexico kind of runs that energy too. And so it, it's like the closeness, it's the being hurt. And, and that's what opens the heart. Heart, the, Everyone thinks the heart's like, oh, you once you get through the love, but you have to get through the deep pain and persecution and anger and sadness and all these emotions. And so you go, you, you're going deep into that. So just also hold space for yourself for the fact that you're like in Mexico right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a big community of healers called Satnam Rasayan. I would write that down. Satnam Rasayan. It's a healing um, methodology. That's very, very powerful. And um, there is a healing mid- midwife that I know in Mexico in a community. So I will, oh, okay. that you could probably go see very easily. So yeah. at number Sion, there's some of the biggest practitioners of the planet there. How do you spell that last word? S-A-T-N-A-M, Rasayan, R-A-S-A-Y-A-N, I think. Ah, okay. So thanks for reaching out. Please let me know after you read Alchemy Becoming how it is. And we can have you back on to talk about it as you make notes if you want to, because it really helps okay. people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think that that just came in at the perfect timing for what I need right now. So I appreciate you having me on and having a chance you know, to share tidbits of my story. And hopefully that's helpful for your listeners as well. Um because, you know, it's nice to know when you're not alone and that other people are going through things and, and that sort of stuff. So, And do you, have, do you have any questions for me before I hang up? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I appreciate your time and, um, and I enjoyed the conversation.